Today's daf is daf chav dalit page twenty four in the hedikim masechus nazi. We pick up on the second line. We are up to the mishnah. Now, let's remind ourselves that when a woman becomes a nazira, the husband, like any neder, has a time frame. We'll call it twenty four hours that he's able to remove the vow from when he finds out about it. Okay, he has. Uh, he's able to remove the vow. Does this apply to every step of nazirus? Or specific steps of specific parts in his ears, i.e., for example, okay, could he remove the vow only if it's within, let's say, the thirty days? But let's say it's he hears about it towards the end, and now she's gonna bring car. She's about to bring her carbonus, and he wants to remove the vow because he just heard about it. Does he have the right to do it then? Okay, so we're gonna learn later on in a few daf daf chavches. We're gonna learn that. A husband has the right of hafaras the darim until the wife finishes her avaida. Not only brings the karbanis, but the blood is actually sprinkled on the mizbeach. So with that introduction, we're going to describe if you have a situation like this, how do we handle the animals? How do we handle the karbanis? Let's get going. Zuck the Mishnah. Isha Shnajah bin Azir, a woman who made a, who made a nether, and she's going to be an azira of Ephrisha, es behemta, she sets aside her animal. Why does she set it aside? Carbon. Then her husband removes her, her, her nazirus. Okay? So she doesn't have a chiv of carbonus. The husband did afara. So now what do we do? If it was the husband's animal, so it is chulin. It leaves and it goes back into the pen. Right? It's chulin. Nothing happened. However, if the animal was hers, Okay, how could an animal be hers? Whatever woman has belongs to her husband, what's the answer? She brought it in. Yeah? Okay. However it is. Or it's something that she held on to. Very good. It's also a possibility. She made a deal with her husband. You don't take care of me and I'm going to hold on, retain ownership over my animals. So if the animal is hers, then the animal that was set aside as a carbon, we leave it to die. And the animal that was set aside as an ayla, we're still going to offer as an ayla. Why? Because you could bring in a dava as an ayla. So there's no issue with that. Shlamim, tikrav shlamim. And also a shlamim, also there's no problem. That should be brought as a shlamim. The only, the only issue over here is the chatas, because that is no longer a chatas. The carbon shlamim usually is going to have two days. But over here, we're going to give it one day of achila, and it doesn't need the accompanying, the usual accompanying lechem, the breads that come along with it, because it's not good, that that comes along with it by nazira. Because again, she's going to bring it more of as a uh, nedava. Her shlamim coming more of an, as a nedava, as opposed to the shlamim of a nazira. Beautiful. Hayulamais stumen. What happens if she has uh, money that is stam? Money that stopped. So she didn't actually buy the carbon. What does she do? She set aside money to purchase her carbon. So now that she set aside money to purchase the carbon and the husband removes the vow, what do you do? Yiflu the Nadava. We use this money to purchase different carbonis of the Dava. Mois before Russian. Let's say she, she said specifically, I want this this $100 for a carbon. I want $200 for a carbon. I want $150 for my shlom. So she set aside Mamish, what it's going to be. She was before her. She was specific with it. So the money that was set aside for a chatos 
is going to be thrown into the Yamamala because there's Kedusha on it. Nobody's allowed to benefit from that Kedusha and he can't do anything. And um, good luck deep sea diving into the Yam HaMalach. Yeah? So we throw it down there. There's a lot of money down there because there's a lot of times, even nowadays, right? Even nowadays in the Eretz Yisrael, when there's an issue of Chumas and Maishas, if suffix, that's one of the things that if there's Kedusha on money and you don't have the opportunity to separate it, they'll, uh, they'll tell you to set aside money and throw it into Yam HaMalach. Uh, you're not allowed to benefit from it therefore you don't have a melech but if you do benefit it's not going to be considered full-fledged me'ila so that money you should bring a carbon ayla and if you don't bring a carbon ayla you don't use that money for an ayla it's going to be a transgression of be'ila okay so uh, Mishnah um, getting involved and specifying carbonus, the three carbonus that she's going to bring. What happens if it's removed? If she sets aside the animals, that was the ratio. And the Sefer of the Mishnah describes what happens if she sets aside money to purchase the uh, to purchase the animals. Just okay, to, two just parts. To be clear in your introduction. Father. Mantana the Balai Mishtabid says the Gemara, our Mishnah said if it was his animal, it becomes Hulan. If it was her animal, then we leave it. Right? That's in the ratio. Right? If uh, if it's Behemta, if then Tate Vesira Imshallah, he's a behima hachatas tomus, failu tikra, failu shlom tikra shlom. Right? So if it's a chatas, we're gonna leave it leave it to die. Another one's gonna be brought as the but as Nadabas. Mantan the Baal Mishtabila, who's the Dana who says that the husband is not the one who's mechuyiv to sponsor, we'll call it, the animals of the wife, Amrav Chista Rabbanon, he's the opinion of the Rabbanon, the Esau Gedaitach Rabbi Yehudi, if you hold that it's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, meaning it's a Chacham who hold that a husband's not obligated what, to, what to take care of the karbonus of the wife. Why do we say that this Mishnah has to be holding that the Baal is not Mishnah Bela? Maybe she has one. She has... Maybe she has one and she decides without him, maybe he's got a few to do it, but she, she jumped ahead and did it. Why would she do it if the husband is going to take care of her carbonus? Why should Well, maybe she decided, you know what? I took on this Nazirus myself. I want to bring my own behemoth. Okay, but our Mishnah applies to every case. The Allah Mishnah applies no matter what's, going to ha- what's happening, whether she's the one who sets aside the, the Nazirus, she, she made herself a Nazirus, and this Mishnah seems to imply no matter what. The is if she if she brought if she happened to do it then it's hers otherwise it's on the husband. So, but who, why are we saying that that's not compatible? We're saying that, that the, the husband generally. We're not saying it's not compatible. We're not saying it's not compatible. But we say mantana. Who's the tana who holds that a husband's not mechuyev, and therefore if you're not see if you'd be mechuyev, so then she's never bringing her own carbonus. The husband's the one who has to do that. Who's the tana who says that there's no chiyev, and therefore we have this possibility of her bringing her own carbonus. Okay, that's the assumption of the mission. The reason why she's doing it because no chiyuv on the husband to do it. So if a, wife, if a woman makes it there, a husband could say, "Kiz in so go go bring your own carbon." Yeah, you don't like it so much. Not so much, but it's fine. But it's okay. Okay. okay, okay, we can handle more after. Nochmo, man, don't the Chista Rabban Hidi Sogedaytach Rabbi Yehuda. If you're going to tell me that it's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda holds. That any animal that a wife ever needs for karbanis, a husband through a ksuba is obligated to give it to her. Amai tetsi v'sira 
Why do we say that we let it graze and go back? It loses, it becomes chulin. He's mechoyev to give it to her, and if he's mechoyev to give it to her, it should be the same as hers. And whatever halacha her animals have, this becomes hers. You understand? Because this is the ksuba that this is a real financial obligation. The husband has the wife. So he gave it to her. Now it's hers. You pay out your ksuba, it's your wife's. So says Rebuda, in the ksuba, one of the, the chiyuvin that a husband has to a wife is, I'll take care of any karbonas you need during our marriage. So now you have a real financial chiyuv. It's now hers. When and once it's hers, it should, uh, it, uh, the karbachata should, should uh, go back out. That kicked in when she said, I'm, I want this one. So let, let's learn the price. So let's learn Rebuda's opinion. Here we go. The time Rebuda. Oh, there may be karbonas or alishtai. If you have a person who brings a karba, he's wealthy, so he's mechayv to bring a karban asher for his wife, right? There are certain times where you bring karbanas and a poor person is going to bring a, a, a less expensive and a wealthy person will be more expensive. So if you have a wealthy person, he has to make sure his wife's karbanas are for wealthy people. And any karban that ultimately she's ever going to owe, the husband has to take care of it. Because this is what it says in the ksuba. Kol achrayis is going to answer your question. Ready? That's your question. What does it say? Kol achrayis to isleich olai. Any responsibilities, any obligations, the isleich that you have olai, min kadmas dino, is going to be, is going to come from me now. Min kadmas dino. It's going to come from me now. So, um, what's happening here is, a husband says, you have a chiyuv in karbonis. You have a spiritual obligation, we'll call it, to bring your karbonis. I'm going to take on responsibility with any obligatory offerings. It doesn't mean a wife could just go and start pledging karbonis and a husband has to start funding it. But any time you have a carbon that uh, that's an obligation, he'll have to uh, he'll have to add it on. He'll, he'll have to uh, he'll have to cover it. Rav Amar Rav says, "I feel the timer of Yehuda. Keep mishtabila b'mosa the strichala b'mosa the strichala loy." And I think this is where Rabbi Yisrael was coming from. That's why I want to wait for this step. And that is like this. He says, "This that a husband has to cover his wife's vows." That is when there's uh, no, wife's carbonus. That's when it's a, like a real all-time obligation. It's a real all-time obligation. Something went down, she sins unintentionally, you gotta do it. What about our case? This I think was bothering you. She willingly accepted Naziris upon herself. That was her own terms. The husband now does what? He's, he's, uh, he takes it. he's made for her. So by the husband... Being made for the nether when he's removing the, the nether, so she no longer needs. She's no longer obligated in these carbonites. So, what is happening here? We're saying, oh, so the chatas is out the window, no, and everything else is going to be as in the dava now. The husband doesn't have to cover that. Now that it's shifting, he doesn't need to do that. So, the fact that he has a right to do hafara doesn't mean that it should come from the husband. Hence, there's no proof, of, there's no proof against Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, no proof against Rabbi Yehuda. Again, no, come on. The proof, the, the proof against Rabbi Yehuda would be, you see from over here, that a husband's not obligated. Oh, she doesn't? She says, no, the reason why a husband's not obligated is because there's hafara that took place. And now it's a regular, regular vow. But otherwise, maybe it would be obligated. And there's, no, there's uh, our Mishnah that says that when the wife brings it, is, uh, it uh, it's going to go free. It's, it's not a raya against Rabbi Yehuda. He could stem with our Mishnah as well. Ikat Amri, for those who learn our uh, Mishnah as follows: Mantana, who's the town of our Mishnah? Amr Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says it's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Again, what was Rabbi Yehuda Shita? 
a husband covers his wife's karbanas, when does a husband have to cover his wife's karbanas? When it is milsa de tzrichla. Milsa de tzrichla means things that you know going into the marriage are going to be regular expenses. You know you're going to have to pay for electricity. You know you have to pay for a roof over your head. You know there's matanas lavyanim. You know there's mishlach manas. You know there's things that come up in the Jewish life cycle. You know there's yamtif. So, Things like that. The husband says to the wife, I'll take care of all these things. I'll take care of all these uh, um, carbonic obligations for you. But most of the things that uh, she didn't need, lie. Okay? Uh, they, uh, he has no responsibility to. If it's the Really, he doesn't have to give her anything. So, how, according to the Chachamim, what you know? What when would a husband be obligated to cover his wife's karbanas? Going for example, the ikanya la, where he made a kinyan for her, so he gave over ownership of specific animals to her. The kivandakni la and since he gave it to her, so these animals are now hers. But we have a problem because according for the chachamim, the case is now going to be. When is it the husband's animals? What's that case? You gave it to her. Well, if you gave it to her, whose animal is it? Yeah. If he gave it to her, so whose animal is it? So now it's hers. If he gave it to, if he gave it to her, so now no matter what, both cases of our Mishnah, the way we're explaining it, both when it says hers and him, both really means it's hers, and therefore we should be bothered why they have different halachas now. Why are we saying his animal is Yetzi Lechulim? No, we should say his animal should be like her animal and it has to be left to die if it's a carbon chathos. Top of Amad Beis. Rav Amar, this is all Nikadami. So Rav says, I feel the same Rabbon. You could even say the Mishnah follows the lines of the Rabbonon. Ki makni la When does a husband give over ownership of the animals? Nami also b'milsa d'tzrichala. By things that he knows she's going to need. B'milsa d'tzrichala loi makni la. Things that she doesn't need He's not giving a kinyan to her. This is a major, major lumdisha response, by the way. It's a major raid on this. There's a lot to talk about on this. It has to do a little bit with, a little bit. It has to do a lot of bit, but we'll touch on it a little bit, with gifting something to somebody with strings attached. Is that a possibility or not? We find the concept of a matana manas lahachser, shma matana. You give a condition, you give a gift to somebody on condition, they give it back to you within X amount of time. That is considered a matana throughout with strings attached. If they don't return it to me, they're a ganav. They never, uh, they never fulfilled their obligation. Over here, what you see from this answer is that you could have a husband who gives something to a wife, gives animals, and he says it's yours. But since his intention when he gave the animals is only to cover under um, uh, obligations that he expected to come and are there, if she uses it for something else, it's not considered hers. It's considered his. It's not a matana for that. I never gave you a matana to use for that. And this is this is major. This is major stuff. There's a lot of. This is a lot. If you ever have somebody else uh, do uh, give a gift with certain expectations, if somebody's supporting somebody else financially. And that comes with certain expectations. There's a lot to, lot to think about based off of this Gemara when a person uses that gift for something that is not in line with the intention of the gifter, the one giving the gift. To make this very, very practical in our personal lives, is I could just speak for myself and Halavai, I should grow in this area. 
But we do this daily. The Rebbe Hashem gives us so many, so many gifts. He gives us the gift of our eyes. He gives us the gift of Baruch Hashem, working minds and working mouths and working ears and everything. And He says, I'm giving you a gift. Just do me a favor. Do me a favor. Don't look at that. Don't listen to this. Don't speak like that. Don't do on these things. You know, just, uh, I'm giving it to you, but there's tenayim. There's tenayim. There's conditions that surround this. And then, you know, unfortunately, we slip at times. And we give into the Yitzhahara. And we take the ears that the bunch of them gifts to us. It's not us. It's not, it's, it's not mine. It's not mine. Nothing's ours, right? The bunch of them gifts us these ears. And he says, please, you know, just, just I'll make, here's the conditions. If we don't follow through on the conditions, shtikel chutzpah. It's maybe it's an added, uh, an added uh, layer to, uh, to keep in mind, right? That a person could give a gift. You have the per- other person who's receiving the gift is really dependent on what the expectations and conditions of the gifter are. Okay. Two dots, next part of the Mishnah. If let's say the animals were hurt, the chatos left to die, ba'ila becomes a pledge offering, meridik. He minawa says the Gemara, where in the world did she get property from? Ha'amrit mashakonti shakonabaila. Amr of Papa, Shemikzosa, May Isosa. Okay. What does it mean, That was one of the answers we gave earlier. And that is, she basically, the husband has an X amount of responsibility to his wife financially, and whatever that amount is, she can be frugal and save up and buy things on her own. Somebody else gave it to her as a gift. It's not the husband's. Gives it to her and he says, this is for you. It's not for your husband to touch. Shmuel says, to Avua Barihi, like Tesev Akarech, please do not sit down. Okay? Don't sit down. Until you explain to me the following. Which following? So he, he quoted this introduction of our Mishnah, which is Ha'ila Tikra Vaila Vashlam Tikra Vachu. He said there's four Elam. There's four rams that when brought as a carbon do not need. The lechem, the breads that are brought with them, shaloi, his carbon, v'shaloi, her carbon, shaloi achar misa, if it's after death, v'shaloi achar kapara, the owner passed away, ula achar kapara, or after kapara. Okay, so his, we're going to see in a moment. Hers, we'll see in a moment. La achar misa is when a nazir sets aside animals and then passes away, like we said, before he actually brought the carbonis. And the last case was again liachar kapara. After kapara, that's talking about the um, somebody who already brought his carbonice, and the original carbon that he dedicated is here. So it still has kedusha, but you don't need to bring the lechem with that carbon because lemaisa you already got practically you already got your your um, process done with a different animal. Okay, classic case is going to be I set aside my io to bring as a carbon. I don't know where it is anymore, so I take a different aisle, bring it with the with the lechem. So now I'm done. It's the achar kapara. My first aisle comes back. So over there, you're not going to have to bring lechem with it. Says the Gemara, Shalah hadamara. What's the case of her carbon? That's what we said in our Mishnah. Yeah, a woman accepted her nazirus upon herself. Shalai, his carbon. Does not we learned in Mishnah? Ish mader espenai A person can actually declare nazirus on his child, on his son. A mother cannot. Okay, we'll learn this special later on uh, next week. We'll get there. That uh, a father has the yichaylus to make his son, who is a katan, have the alachas of a nazir, but a mother does not. 
Gileach Aisha Gokuhu Kraivim. Also, if the if uh, his son now gets a haircut, or somebody else gives him a haircut, Micha Aisha Michu Kraivim. Or the son says, and the son says, oh, I'm sorry. Or if the son says, no, I don't, I don't want the Naziris. Or other close relatives, when hearing the father make the son a Nazir, say, you cannot do that. Okay, we'll see. Is such thing possible? Listen to this. The halacha is, it removes the Naziris. You have plain money. If you have specific money. So then, to me, chatos, yochul yamamelech. Whatever money set aside for Karmachas, go to the Amelach, to me, Eilah, you view Eilah, Mayalim, Behemaz, Meilah, to quote from Mishnah, to me, Shlamim, you view Shlamim, Menachalni, Amechad, Veinen, Tuunin, Lech. Okay, now that we're going to explain each of these halachas, Shalachar Misa Menolan, how do we know that if the, if the Nazir passed away, when the carbon ultimately is brought, we're not going to bring the lechem with it. When it's the achar misa, the tanya, because we learned in a brisa. Here's the source: hamafresh somebody who sets aside money to take care of his nizirus obligations. nobody is allowed to benefit from these. Why? Hektish has status of hektish. Set aside, hektish. Nobody can benefit. That's it. Ellen. But there's also no mila. Ah, it's hektish. You're not going to benefit personally from hektish. I'll tell you why. Because they still have a chaylis within hektish to do something, to accomplish something. You're still able to bring a carbon shlamim with the money. Okay? So, apparently, what the halacha here is, is that it's only going to be considered me'ila for animals that are set aside as kachi kachim. Since it's going to be fit to being a carbon shlamim, which is regular shlamim, so the halachas of me'ila are going to fall off. You have to be roi for kachi kachim in order for their, uh, in order for me'ila to, to kick in. And this is classic uh, 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 mahalach within kedusha and toma, which is the more, the more potential for kedusha something has, the more sensitive it is to toma. To removal of it. So as long as soon as it's no longer capable of reaching this highest level of tuma, you're also going to remove of, of kedusha because it can't be kachi kachim. The most it could be is a shlam kachi kalim. So the most you're going to be mechuyiv is you're not allowed to benefit. But meila that high level of mamish being a zir meila, it's not going to be there either. Meis v'hayulai stumim yiflin dab mois b'farashim if he's made money specific to mechatas yoylechol liyam hamelach. You can't benefit from it. It's going to be meila. Why? What's the carbon oil? And you don't bring lechem. Okay. There you go. Beautiful. So that's that's the case of shalachar misa menola. Okay. That's the source that if you have somebody lachar misa, it's after death. He's uh, he's no longer a chiv uh, to bring the lechem. Shalachar kapara. How do we know that after kapara, when somebody brings the uh, karban now, there's no, not going to be lechem with it either? Svarhu, it's logic. If somebody passes away, why don't you bring the bread? He's dead, so he's not going to have the, doesn't need the same kapara. So if after kapara itself. The reason why you don't do it when you're dead is because you don't need a kapara right now. If you already got your kapara, you certainly don't need the kapara. And memela, since you already fulfilled this chiv, there is no need for the lech, for the lech. Says the Gemara, the su leka. 
is there no other case? We said there's four cases where you're going to have the ayol of a nazir and you're not going to bring the lechem with it. Four cases. Him, her, achar misa, achar kapar. Vesu leka. You can't find me any other cases. Vaika, I'll tell you another case. I'll tell you case number five. Yeah, the fifth case at the Pesach Seder. Ushar kol shalmei nazir. Any other shlomim of a nazir. Shashachton. That was shechted. Shalai kimitzvasan. Not alpi halacha. Okay? It was not al piyalacha. How do you shech the shlom not al piyalacha? Piggle, right? You mess it up, you don't do it, you know, chutz lamakam, chutz lazman, chutz lamakaymai, all those things. Ksherim, the halacha is, they could still be brought on the mizbeach, v'loi oilin lebailim l'shum chayva. However, even though we're going to bring them on the mizbeach, v'loi oilin lebailim l'shum chayva. They're not going to fulfill the chiyuv of the owner, so it's it's just it's not going to turn into like a mamish piggle type of a, a, a setting where it's it's usher, but it's not going to the, the nazir is still going to need to bring his carbonus. It's eaten for one day and it doesn't need the lechem and also doesn't have the halacha of the zeraya. The zeraya is the right leg of the carbon shlamim. The halacha is says in the Torah that it shouldn't be cooked with the rest, and it's also not waved. Okay, you give it to Kayan and he takes care of it by himself. That's the halacha of the right leg. So we, we just, we're going to offer it, but we're not going to follow the regular steps of Naziris. Kimitzvason kachashiv. So here we have a fifth case. We have a case where you have an aisle, you have a ram, and there's no lechem. Why don't we list it? It says, We're dealing with cases where somebody does it the way it's supposed to be done. We're not giving a case. So, what happens in a case where you mess up and you do it without the right kavana? When you do it without the right kavana, you're true, that's the fifth case. But no, the first four cases was when everything was done right. It was with the kavana, it was done kahagin, it was just happened to be, lachar it was after kapara, it was shalai, shalai. So over there it was done right, so we listed it. You found me a fifth case, you're right. Why don't we list it? Because it's a whole different ball, it's a whole different ball game. That's when things, uh, things go wrong. We're giving four cases where things go right. If a person has ma'istumim, he sets aside money to purchase his karbanais. The halacha is going to, and then uh, she sets aside the money, and the husband removes the vow. So we're going to use that money for nidava. We're going to use that money for voluntary offerings. Let's just start this Gemara, and we'll pick up from here tomorrow. Bez Hashem. Top of Chav but isn't the Bechatos mixed in with the other carbonis? What was the case of the Mishnah? What do we learn at the bottom of Chavtal? What's the case? You just stand. You set aside money. What was the Allah? You could use it to purchase a Nedava. The problem is, mixed into that money is non-Nedava carbonis. You have a Shlamim, you have an Ayla, and you have a Chatos. So the money for the Chatos is mixed in with Ayla and Shlamim. And you're going to tell me that I could use Chatos money... For an adava, how's a shaykh? Are you talking? Is it possible? Amr of Yechinon? Yeah, it's possible. Halachi ibn Nazir. It's unique halacha for Naziris. Halacha Mashvisinai. Naziris. Over here, you could do it when you have unspecified money. That is Rabbi Yechinon's approach. Let's learn Rishlakish, and then we'll hold it here. Rishlakish, his beloved brother in law, and Chavrusa says, Lechol Nedreim will Lechol Nedvaisam. It says in the Torah, it says, Forget Allah Mashvisinai. The Torah itself, I'm fair to Pasuk. L'chol nedreim, all of their nedar, l'chol nedvaisim, any of their pledge karbanis, 
Torah says, when you have stam money, plain money, that's extra for a nether, you could use it as a nedava. And he's calling this money, now that we have a scenario where you have a forest of dark, this money is going to be considered like, in the same category, we'll have to clarify this tomorrow, it's going to be considered like the extra money that you set aside for a chatas. Let's say you had set aside extra money for a chatas. Luck is, okay, the extra money. You thought you needed $1,200, it ended up costing you $900. For your chatos, the extra three hundred, you could take a purchase of nedava. So therefore, says Rishlokish. So in this situation as well, even though you're right that there's a chatos that's not here, but the ma'aser now that I just have the money, we're going to consider this whole thing to be a case of of um, of uh, ma'aser neder. Consider that to be a case of ma'aser neder, and you can even use the the money that technically could have been part of a karma chatos. I can now use it as a nedava based upon that halacha. We'll hold it here for this evening. Bless tomorrow. We'll restart from the top of today's daf and get full throttle into the machlekes between Rabbi Yechanan and uh, between Rabbi Yechanan who holds that it's halacha mashmi Sinai. They could use these funds for a nedava and Rishlakish who holds that it is based off of a pasuk. Have a wonderful, wonderful Arab Shabbos everybody.